0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to Episode 2 of the 5 Star Drivers Podcast. I'm Cody. Can let
1: us make a second episode? Hey! That's <laughs> awesome! I'm John. I'll be here as long as y'all let me.
0: <laughs> Alright. So, Episode 2 is here. Actually, we told you guys before in the last episode we were going to try and do it, what, the same night or so? Yeah, we or some, lied. Yeah, we lied to you guys. I'm sorry. But, Episode 1 dropped today, actually. And Episode 2 is dropping the same night as well. So... We kind of told you the truth, but not exactly. But they're both dropping at the same time, same exact moment. We're delivering on our promise in some way, shape, and form.
1: In a political sense, yes.
0: Exactly. So, but we're excited. WrestleMania, Ghost Hollywood. Great night overall, in two my great, opinion.
1: Two, two really, really great nights. Great cards, great buildup. I mean, we'll, we'll get into the details of, of, of a lot of things, but... I mean, overall, great job. I mean, the wrestlers always, they they give their bodies, they give, you know, so much to us as the fans to see, so don't want to take away anything from the wrestlers. Um, But yeah, great wrestling. We'll we'll get into the rest of the details moving
0: forward. Exactly, so what we kind of want to touch on a little bit, you know, what's going on in the world of WWE right now or the world of wrestling. I'm sure a lot of you are aware of the sell of the company, per se. With endeavor. endeavor, and so, and we we're kind of gonna t- touch on our feelings a little bit. Now, I haven't read full into what the cell entails or how it's gonna go between WWE and UFC, but all we know for sure is that Vince McMahon has still got his hand on top of WWE and got it by the throat. So, I mean, you had to expect that this is gonna happen. That Vince is never gonna give up control. Of the WWE in any way, shape, or form, Triple H may still have a hold of creative, which is good because he's done a phenomenal job with it. But Vince McMahon is going to be the final say in everything until the day that he dies, and you can't get around that. Yeah, we all
1: we all knew when he came when he came back and said that he was taking a position simply uh, to oversee the sale of the company. We all knew that that was a that was a load, and that he was going to somehow get you know get his fingers in the Back in everything, and sure enough, you know, he had it written in the line items the contract that he will have an executive uh board position. So, I mean, he's the guy. I mean, just like Dana is the guy for the UFC, you know, I mean, Vince is the guy for WWE. I mean, it so, but I mean, we've seen how you know, for those of you who are big uh, UFC fans like I used to be, uh, uh you know, not, not to knock Endeavor or uh, the, the leadership there. I mean, the, I definitely don't think Dana has the, the same control that he had when he was with Endeavor. Right. So I don't think that Vince is going to have the same control. But you know, am I enthusiastic? No, I'm not enthusiastic no. about it. Do I think that uh, that they were the highest bidder and that this wasn't exactly what we think it was, which was Vince selling to whoever he feel like would give him the most control?
0: No. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, not. not. Excuse me. No way.
1: I mean, we know that Disney, we know Comcast, NBC Universal, Amazon, I mean, the, the, the country of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. When, were, when you've
0: got, like, countries across the globe, and you got big companies like Disney and Comcast and all these different places, yeah. you, you've got a better deal with all these bigger ones. And oh, plus... Yeah the pay is going to be a lot better. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I'm sure that the there that, were factors that contributed. I'm sure there were factors that contributed to them not com- going through with the sale or going through with the partnership well, with I know these the companies. Sa- I mean, I know the thing with the Saudis
1: yeah. because the fact of the matter is that uh, there's a lot of people on the WWE roster that, uh, you know, they don't travel to the Saudi Arabia events because of conflict of interest. And right. uh, first of all, you've got a roster where if the, the, the um, I don't know, can't remember the investment portfolio that's involved with the Saudi Arabia, uh, the country that 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 that's funded by. You would have had a lot of wrestlers out. You had a lot of viewership change. Absolutely, just as a result of that. You know, I'm not going to sit there and lie and say I'm not glad Disney is not getting it because let's face it, uh, everything that Disney does right now. They uh, they make it woke until it's broke. Exactly. And uh, you know I really think that NBC Universal probably could have done a really good job with it. But yeah, at the end of the day, they they gave it to Vince sold it to who he knew he could take control back from. Exactly. Um, so how long that'll take or how successful he'll be, we'll see. Uh, I'll hold out on hope. And I think that uh, the portfolio of work that Triple H has put forth, not just with NXT, but over the last you know nine months running WWE. This WrestleMania, it shows he's the right guy for the job. <clears throat> and at the end of the day, these Endeavor guys, they care about the bottom line more than anything else. And if this is the guy that's going to make you money, which he is, they need to stick with him and not let Vince uh, get his fingers in on the creative. So.
0: The less Vince is involved, the better for both parties involved in this. So going into that, We kind of want to touch base on the highlights of all the matches from WrestleMania Hollywood, give our take on what we thought was good. I mean, overall, we both had pretty much the same opinion. Both the nights were great. There were some highs and lows, some moments where we thought, you know, they could have done a better job. There's moments where it was the best match overall. So we're going to kind of touch on the highlights. We'll start with night one, opening contest. You've got Austin Theory versus John Cena for the United States Championship. Overall, great opening contest.
1: Great match. The the, the star of the show was uh, the bald spot on John Cena's head, without yes. a doubt. I, I could not take my eyes off of it the entire time.
0: I don't think anybody could take their eyes off. Like literally, we were watching it at the watch party on Saturday night, which I was we hoping that John would be there, but he had family coming in. In-laws,
1: man, in-laws. You gotta you gotta take the in-laws out uh, when they come into town, or else they start talking nasty about you. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, you know. First match, honestly, it was pretty good overall as far as like storyline goes. I thought it was a great just, match. Yeah,
1: um, they, they they give themselves an opening for John to come back maybe around SummerSlam. Yeah, uh, th- you know, have a have a throwback match and then maybe even a you know a third rubber match next next WrestleMania. Uh, Austin needed to win the match. John yes. doesn't need to win the match. It's good. W you know it's psychology one on one. All right, you get over the younger talent, the older talent that's only coming here needs to do the honors and uh, John Cena uh, you know my personal opinion about some of his earlier work aside uh, he's a straight up guy Uh, he's a a pure wrestler at heart and uh, he loves the business so he's coming in here to move the business forward and that's that's what he did last night. exactly what he did on Saturday night he did a
0: great job yeah all parties involved in the match just (laughs) created a phenomenal experience Austin Theory is going to be one of the top superstars in WWE. Yeah, they haven't quite
1: found his niche yet. I mean, the right. guy is stupid talented in the ring. He's got the great look. I mean, uh, you know, he reminds me of a, of a young ringmaster, you know? Yeah. Every, everything. I, I kind of see that. Everything yeah. you need, just not the character that that's going to take him to the next level. Right.
0: And see, one of the things, and this is just me thinking from what I think would work best for him, just to further solidify people believing in him and believing that he is the future and I would suggest, you know, John Cena implemented the whole US Open Challenge pretty much every single week. And just from my the strange thoughts that I have about just creative stuff with WWE, thinking that Austin Theory carries that out just to further like rub the salt in the wound with John Cena because John Cena implemented that from the get-go and he brought in other talent from NXT, guys that didn't really get much TV time that's just a chance for Austin Theory to further solidify himself. And it could be something where he brings in talent from NXT or just finds some random hometown hero to make think, it like a job. I think as a heel,
1: you kind of have to, uh, yeah, you have to subvert expectations there. And uh, it would be great if he had a U.S. Open Challenge and uh, we got like really prolific names, but like the, you know, smaller, more diminutive size wrestlers.
0: yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, like, it's, it's, it's an idea. <laughs> it could work, but you never know. And then, of course, after that, we have the, uh, I'm going to call it the tag team turmoil, or whatever you want to call it, where you have the... the waste street... of
1: Really Good Talent match? Yeah, yeah that's, pretty that's much. what it
0: was. Street Profits versus Braun Strowman and Ricochet, Alpha Academy, and the Viking Raiders. So,
1: going away from that match, you know, I'm really hoping that in this new year, we're going to... I don't want to see the breakup of the Street Profits, because I really love those guys no. together. But at the same time, Montez Ford...
0: He, you know, he's a treasure he's, in WWE. He is phenomenal to watch in the ring. Hilarious oh yeah. in backstage antics or on the microphone. No. Like He has you glued to everything that he does. Yeah, but as a tag the, team, the, yeah. I don't think they need to break up. I don't see a reason why they should. I mean, yeah, they're both... Montez Ford, honestly, is probably the more talented of the two. It just, in my personal opinion, but to break them up would be like a whole another Enzo Cast situation. Like they they work great together, but to break them up was just a horrible move on WWE's part. And same and same thing here. I just I just don't see them ever tearing them apart.
1: Well, I'll so you, you you did win uh, in, in the uh, if the percentage wise of the WrestleMania um, matches, you, you predicted more victories than me. So right now you're you're the man with the edge. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna call it that uh, that this year we'll see the the breakup of the the street profits, maybe not a uh, maybe not a tear apart where they have to you know fight each other, but maybe just like an amicable split. I mean, we know that there's going to be a draft coming up, so you have an opportunity to pull each other away from there at that point. I say my prediction is that the street profits are going to come to an end in this year, and that hopefully we'll see Montez Ford either uh, as a U.S. champ, an intercontinental champ. Um, you know, or you know, maybe Mister Money in the Bank. You know, something to to get him up to the next level because, you know, he let's say, absolutely phenomenal worker, great on the mic, great ring presence. Uh, yeah, he just needs to he needs to be kind of given that 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 push. I,
0: I see, I see that. So going into the next match, you have Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Honestly,
1: tell me I, what. Tell the people what you said. Tell the people I, what you're sh- should.
0: I say it? Because I, I feel think you like should say it. I
1: think we wouldn't have an episode three if you tell the people. Yeah. But let's, I was find, about a, to let's say, find a way cause... that won't get us canceled.
0: So my whole thing with Logan Paul and the Paul brothers in general is I cannot stand them yep. one bit. Uh, phenomenal athletes, tremendous. Like Logan Paul. Did a great job against Roman Reigns at uh, Crown Jewel. Oh, yeah. Did a phenomenal job in the Royal Rumble. Him and Ricochet created highlights. And him, and he, he's a great athlete. I'm not knocking that. Yeah. Personality-wise, he is the biggest douchebag I have <laughs> ever seen in my life. And I was hoping during his entrance, when he went up on the uh, zip line or whatever, I was hoping Ugh. that something would go wrong... And he would come crashing through the stage, and not have to wrestle that night. <laughs> not not to have something horrible happen, but just something where he would like, you know, you break a leg. Exactly, have a Shane
1: McMahon moment. Exactly, you know, where,
0: he, he, moment. exactly. where he just tear his the quad. First five seconds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nothing seriously bad, but just something to where it's like, oh no, we don't get to see Logan Paul. Bummer. So
1: what you're saying is, is that the Paul brothers to you are the equivalent of gas station sushi?
0: Exactly. 100. Right, looks yeah. looks good, but leaves a horrible taste in your mouth.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, maybe even worse effects later. Exactly. But uh, you know, I'm gonna take, I'll take the devil's uh, uh, advocate on this one and say I actually really like uh, how Logan Paul ru- rubs people the wrong way. It's branding, man. It's, uh, you know, I look at Logan Paul and I think about you know, Conor McGregor. I think about Brock Lesnar when he won the world title and said you know, he was going to drink a Coors Light because Bud Light wouldn't pay him enough. You know, he's a jerk, but he's the jerk that you love to hate, you know? And, you know, in a world of sissy wrestlers whose personas can't handle real heat and have to, like, break kayfabe every single day on Twitter or Instagram because they can't handle being hated. I mean, you got MJF is the only true heel in the business these days. So give me someone like Logan Paul... You know who is legitimately going to be hated by by fans, and when they when the fans boo it, they mean it, and he takes it in so well too. So you know, I I thought my the thing that I don't like about people like Logan or uh, you know just not, not really Logan in general, but uh, when when stars come in, like case in point, anybody who saw Snoop Dogg in the ring on Sunday.
0: By the way, best people's elbow I have ever seen in my life. Snoop DO Double G, thank you for creating one of the funniest moments in (laughs) WrestleMania history. That was awesome. But yeah,
1: you got you got these guys that come in and they do these matches and uh, you can tell that they learn how to land without killing themselves, but nothing more. But then lately, you know, in the last couple of years, you've got these guys who have come in like, you know, Pat McAfee and Logan Paul, and to a certain degree, Bad Bunny, that have done the work. You now, let's face it, John Morrison did all the work to make Bad Bunny Oh, look yeah, good. 100%. But at the end of the day, like, I mean, if you can, it, he, you know, he, he jumped and he made it look good. Right. You know, but Logan has done the work, and it shows. I mean, the guy, I mean, the guy wrestles phenomenally.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and, that's, like, and that's like I said, he's a great athlete. Did a yeah. phenomenal job. Him and Seth Rollins created a blockbuster match.
1: Oh, great match. And
0: at the end of the day, I mean, I'm not knocking him for his athletic ability because he's great. Personality-wise, <laughs> could care less for Gas it. Gas station sushi. Gas station sushi, right 100%. On, right on. We'll,
1: we'll leave it at that. Yeah. So we move on. Our next match was, uh, you know, Becky and the Attitude Era women, Trish Stratus and Lita, versus Damage Control, or should we just call it like... The Job Squad 2.0.
0: Exactly. I mean, th- there's not really much to talk about this match. I mean, overall, it, it was pretty much what you expected it to be. Just I mean, I expected pretty much
1: more. I-, I wanted, I wanted to see Alita or a Trish turn. I wanted to see Damage Control actually get a win at a major event, and I wanted to have a reason to uh, cheer for Bailey and EO and Dakota because those are three really talented women who for all intents and purposes should have three titles on their shoulders right now and they've got none and they've got no major pay-per-view wins so you know today is the the new the today is the new year's day of professional wrestling uh, I don't see Damage Plan or Damage Control moving moving forward no. I mean based on that if they if they keep them together all they're doing is burying that
0: talent 100% I mean they've pretty much become AEW is equivalent to the Chris Jerica, the Jericho, the Jericho Appreciation, Society. Appreciation they, Society. They've become the Jabber Society. Yeah. That, I mean, th- there's nothing that draws you in about Damage Control. You've no. got three women, three former champions, yep. who are essentially worthless at this point. You've got Io Sky, who is one of the best Japanese women wrestlers oh, yeah. to ever come to WWE. M- under underneath Asuka. Yeah. I'll give her that. But I mean, we could have had, they, I
1: mean, like, if you think about it, they would have built things differently. You could have had Io Sky versus Bianca, not Oscar versus Bianca for the fourth or fifth time, and you know, same ending, same result. Uh, you could have had at least a new talent to build up. But no, there, there she is sitting, stewing, not getting any better, not doing exactly. anything for anybody.
0: Exactly. So moving from there, we got the father and son battle: Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. Now, I will say. I thoroughly enjoyed this match because it's one of those where you really wanted to see Dominic get what he deserved and you wanted Ray to just unload on him. And we saw those moments. I will say the highlight was Ray taking off his belt and just whipping the crap out of Dominic. That was that was definitely that, the
1: best part of the match. And, uh, yeah, I, I will say I enjoyed that part thoroughly. Uh, I, I also liked, uh, you know, I appreciated not breaking K Fab during the Hall of Fame Dominic, you know, no selling yeah. his dad, getting up and leaving in the middle of his speech. Right. You know. There's only one Hall of Fame induction, so you know, a lot of people would sit there and say, Oh, well, you know, they need to let, let the father and son embrace in this moment. No No, no, you they, don't no. They they sold they, they did the, they did the job correctly. Exactly. Um and, you know, what I will say is you can tell, you know, Dominic, he did a nod to his dad. Also, I guess a little, you know, uh, turning the hook a little more, uh, his, his ring outfit was, was very uh, Rey Mysterio and WCW-esque. Yes, uh, it very reminded much. reminded me of when uh, Ray had the, the mask connected to his bodysuit, so it couldn't get taken off during right. a uh, match with Kevin Nash. So, I
0: mean...
1: Uh, it was, you know, but otherwise his entrance was... With, um, Ray's mask was awesome. Um, you know, I, I I really wish that once again I I'll say this I wish that not because I wanted Dominic to win I, I wish that Dominic would have won by cheating just like Austin won you know with Cena in a dirty manner Dominic losing to Ray Ray's been dodging him the whole time now Dominic loses where does the story go from here?
0: Well, I mean, it's they're gonna going to anyway. con- they're they're gonna continue to build Dominic as a heel because everybody loves everybody hates support. Dominic.
1: Well, everybody hates Dominic, but they, it's not they don't hate Dominic like they hate MJF. They don't hate Dominic oh, yeah. like they See, hate Logan Paul. Right? They hate Dominic like they hated X Pac in 2000. Okay, it's it, you know it, they used to call it X Pac Heat. Right. They don't hate you because you upset them. They hate you because they're they don't want to watch you. Right, like they'd rather get up and go pee.
0: It's pretty much like he's become pretty matches. much a new Baron Corbin. Like people yeah. don't want to see you. People don't care about you. But Ray needed this victory to ride off into the sunset. This was gonna. Yeah. This was his last match at WrestleMania. So I felt like it was only right to give this to Ray to have this moment yeah. to where he teaches his son one final lesson in the ring at WrestleMania. Of all places to do it cute, to embarrass just, him. And make him feel the embarrassment that he should have felt when he disrespected him and his mom and his sister.
1: So that's a curious statement. You know, right off into the sunset, do you think that this was Rey Mysterio's last match?
0: I think so, because I think from here, you build the whole rivalry between Judgment Day and the new uh, Latino World Order. Was yeah. With with formerly Legado del Fantasma. I love that
1: Legado del Fantasma had the LWO 100%. When those shirts moment. were
0: brought out, I was so excited because now you've got this faction who really hasn't got a big push. Mm-hmm. But now that Ray presented them with these t shirts for LWO, now you're going to see a change in yeah. momentum and you're going to see two groups that one hasn't gotten a very big push and one has become like this unstoppable faction. Yeah they're going to collide at some point. I think they'll collide at Backlash.
1: That that, that was, you know, being upset with the fact that that Ray won did not diminish the fact that I saw what they were doing with the storyline. The Legado del Fantasma coming out and fighting the Judgment Day does give us a place for that story to go. Now, yeah, just like you said, not necessarily Dominic and Ray, but for uh, Legado versus Judgment Day, um... That can be an amazing match. I mean, the uh, you talk about yeah. Joaquin Wild, um, you talk about you know those you
0: know, Raul Mendoza, Raul Mendoza, then uh, and, Santos Escobar, Angelina Vega. I, mean, I would, I, I know Rhea Ripley will squash her.
1: I mean, there's no, but
0: yeah, she but, has that like it's pretty much the Rey Mysterio mentality. He, she's smaller than everybody on the roster mostly, mm-hmm. but it creates that underdog mentality to where yeah. she's gonna. Do everything she can to try and knock down Rhea Ripley. Well, those guys
1: can work, and they can definitely tell a compelling story. I mean, exactly. anybody who didn't see them on NXT, go back and watch. It's you know that's a great collective, uh, very talented. You haven't gotten to see what they can really do on the main roster yet, so and this is if, their chance. If, if this gives them that opportunity, then uh, then it was a great it was a great match because it served the purpose of moving things forward.
0: Exactly. So then, going from there, speaking of Rhea Ripley, we move to the SmackDown Women's Championship mm-hmm. match. Rhea Ripley the new queen? versus Charlotte Flair. I will say Rhea is the new queen. The new queen. Because, because this match. The old queen's dead. Exactly. She killed her. This match was by far one of the better ones in a long time that I've seen. Not just, and like we said before, not just with women's competition, but overall. Good,
1: this was not a good women's professional wrestling match. This was a good professional wrestling match. 100%. There, there's no. Handicap or anything associated with it, you know, not that there ever should be, but just coming right out and saying it. These women came out and they beat the heck out of each other. They told a good story. They had you on the edge of your seat. You didn't know who was going to win. I mean, we all kind of went into this match, you know, Rhea won the Royal Rumble, you know, very hot on the buildup. We all felt like, you know, the Rhea's going to win this. Uh, Part way through that match, I lost that that edge that I nice. had in my head that I thought Rhea was going to win. I thought maybe oh, yeah. Charlotte wins this. Match. Oh, yeah, there's
0: some back and forth throughout there where it had you on the edge of your seat. like where You're like, there's no way that they're not going to give it to Rhea. But then you have moments where it's like, oh, no. Is she really going to beat Rhea right now? Is Rhea not yeah. going to have her shot? And and that's so, tremendous storytelling. Exactly, that's all it is. It's tremendous storytelling. And this match was great from bell to bell Yeah, overall. Probably one of the best matches of the night.
1: I don't ever However... See, I don't ever want to see anybody take a, a German like Charlotte. I mean, if that was planned, oh, yeah. that was beautiful athleticism and a beautiful way to take a bump to make someone look like a million bucks. Yeah. But, oh, man, when I, I first saw that bump...
0: I thought that she was going to be knocked out cold. I, right?
1: I thought, I mean, I was I was truly worried. And yeah. And then when they rewinded and showed it, I saw that she landed clean, but right on her face. I go, okay, yeah. she landed clean, but her face probably hurts a little bit. Yeah. And then she looks up. After the, the recap, and you can see the, the cut on her nose. You know, exactly. Okay, yeah. Yeah, she's going to be feeling that one tomorrow. Yeah. But, you know, congratulations, Rhea Ripley. Well done, Charlotte Flair. Well, absolutely. I mean,
0: two of the best female competitors in WWE today, yeah. by far.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for the, the match after that, I'd say it was the match of the night. It was the show's stealer. But that brings us to our main event
0: the undisputed tag team championship match between the Usos. And Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. The best tag team match, best match in WrestleMania history that I've seen in a long time. Because, I mean, the storyline that has built up to this has built up all this anticipation and they delivered on it and then some. Oh, yeah. I mean, from bell to bell, because there were moments when people were thinking that the Usos were going to be dominant throughout this whole thing, because you have moments where they're double-teaming Owens, moments where they're double-teaming Sammy. When Sammy kicked out of the 1D, D, I I wish I could have been in that arena at ringside <laughs> near Michael Cole and Corey Graves during that, because I don't know if anybody saw his reaction when he kicked out of the 1D. Michael Cole lost his freaking mind. Yeah, he did. Because nobody has ever... Kicked out of the 1D. Nope. When Sami Zayn kicked out, everybody, including myself, just completely lost it. Jaws on watching. the floor trying to pick everything up.
1: I enjoyed watching Michael Cole mark out a couple times during WrestleMania. You know, it's good when you've got someone who's been in the business for uh, 30 years. I mean, close to 30 years. I mean, he's seen a lot of professional wrestling. In you know, well, either he sold really, really well as a commentator or the show was just that good. Exactly. But, yeah, I mean, absolutely tremendous match. Um, yeah, once again, same thing. You know, we're, the, the storyline was so good and the build was so good. So, of course, in your head you're like, you know, Kevin and Sammy have to win, right? Kevin of and Sammy have to win. And as you're watching the match, I don't know. I don't know if Kevin and Sammy are going to win. They very well could lose this match. Yeah. Um, on the edge of my seat, and I mean, yeah, I, I, I was I was popping for for the same things as Michael Cole, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, absolutely tremendous match, phenomenal story. I mean, I'll even say like you look at you know you know tie in the common denominator here. You talk about like Kevin Owens and the great story that him and Chris Jericho told a couple years ago. Yeah, uh, you know the great build of that storyline, you know, with the list. And, <laughs> you know, they got to WrestleMania. list. And, you know, what should have been KO and Jericho for the world title, you know, ended up being KO and Jericho for the U.S. title. And I think that, you know, that diminished that storyline. And I, I don't really know how much it diminished the wrestlers because they had a good match that WrestleMania, but I don't really feel like they had the match they could have had. No, nah, it, it was the uh, And, you know, this was the match they could have had or should have had. You like you look at KO and Sammy and just how long they've built this story with the bloodline and there was no disappointment here.
0: No, none this whatsoever. Was,
1: this was all go, all Great show. Great way to end the Great. night.
0: Honestly, I think it could have with the way things have gone in the last two nights or so with WrestleMania, this could have been the one to end night two with how Absolutely. things went. Absolutely. But I mean, we'll get into night yeah, two. I mean, but Right now. I'll say
1: best, you know, best match of the, of, of the whole weekend.
0: Exactly. So, going from there, in the night two, you have the opening contest with Brock Lesnar versus Omas. 100%. I mean. You know, some
1: people like chicken, some people like pork, some people like steak. You know, I myself like them all, but I don't like dog crap. And this was dog crap that someone tried to feed to me and tell me it was filet mignon.
0: It's ridiculous. I mean, they had potential. To make this a great contest, you've got no, a beast didn't. like Omas. I've been saying but this. Forever. He's pretty much got the same agility as Andre the Giant.
1: No, that's an insult it's, to Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant I, was a great big worker. Yokozuna was a great big worker. They're, they're, you know, you started watching wrestling a little later than me, but I think you. Did you ever hear of uh, Giant Gonzalez? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Giant Gonzalez was a great big wrestler that was a great big piece of crap in the ring, just like Omas is. Can't move, uh, can't perform the moves that he had the, the the minimal moves that he has to perform, can't do them right. Uh, so you take someone like Brock Lesnar, who actually is a tremendous worker. Now Brock works smart, and he doesn't do things he doesn't need to do. Right. You know, the, his days of shooting star presses ended a long time ago. Yeah. And so he he goes in and he does what he needs to do in a match, you know, to make. Himself get over or to make his opponent get over, whatever the purpose is. And I'll tell you, Brock made Omas look better than he was in this match.
0: Agreed. But at at no
1: point did I look at Omas and have any respect for him as a wrestler. I mean, he's just a big fat dud in the ring. Right. Uh, the great Khali has more ring presence than this guy. He needs to be gone. He needs to go play center for some basketball team and just put his hands up in the air because that's the only value that he has as an athlete. It darn sure isn't in the professional sports world. Um, and if you're listening to this, Omos, I'm totally joking. Don't come and eat me. <laughs>
0: I don't think we're going to be at that level right now with just two episodes in for them to even care what we're talking about. Big big, my friend. Exactly. Then going from there, we ain't going to talk about the Women's Tag Team Championship match more. It's pretty much another squash match, just like everything else was. And so, Yeah.
1: No, I mean, but, oh, man, who would have thought? Ronda and Shayna killed everybody.
0: Exactly. So then going from there, we have probably one of the most hard-hitting matches that we have did seen I not call that in a long I time. Call that? I mean, 100 percent like,
1: European strong style. I mean, how many slap chops did you? Did, I mean, I lost count.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I don't think anybody walked away from that match with their chest not cut up or Every not bleeding.
1: Contusions. Yes. I mean, good it's, Lord. I mean, it it's everything beating.
0: that you could want in that kind of style of match. Oh, Sheamus, yeah. McIntyre, and Gunter all delivered and then some yeah, in this let's just match. Let's
1: put it this way. So this is a triple threat match, so there's no DQ, right? Right. The, no chairs, no tables, no kendo sticks, no announce table cr- getting crashed. Yeah, it wasn't necessary. But not a single bit of brutality was left on the table at the end of this match. I mean no. you, you didn't miss the fact that there were no chairs, there were no tables, there no. were no kendo sticks, because those chops, those you know slams.
0: That's just as brutal as getting hit with a steel chair, in my opinion, especially if you're taking one from Gunther. Oh, my God. Goodness Taking Christ. those forearm clubs from Sheamus, like I pity anybody that gets in the ring with either of those guys because they're not going to walk away without leaving with a few bruises, a couple of cuts and scrapes, contusions, anything that you can possibly think of. You're not walking out of that match the same.
1: If I am at a match with Gunter, I'd go to my doctor or my dentist like the day you know the day of, and I'd have him inject as much lidocaine into my chest as humanly possible.
0: Exactly. <laughs> So then going off of that, you got the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Asuka.
1: Now <sighs> Great, great match. It's, it's, know, we've seen it before.
0: Yeah, we've seen this before. I mean can Oscar
1: win at WrestleMania? Exact, she's zero and
0: five. Exactly. Now at you've got someone who's had the longest NXT Women's Championship reign of all time. Of all time, one of the greatest women's wrestlers to come she into the. Undefeated
1: for nine hundred days, like Roman Reigns is undefeated. You know, since he became champion.
0: Exactly. I mean, you have all the potential in the <clears> world <throat> to make this match great and build Oscar back up. Because uh-huh. I mean, ever since the whole personality change to where she's not necessarily the fun-loving kind of individual anymore, but she's a little bit more on the darker side, I guess you could say. My only
1: hope is that this is the turning point. This is like maybe the match that starts the fire that will become Kana.
0: Exactly.
1: Um, And for anybody who doesn't know what I'm saying when I say Kana, um, I want you to go back and I want you to search the, the, the history of the professional wrestler that we now know as Asuka. And before she came to NXT, she was Kana exactly and like the way that they presented her in NXT was almost like a lighter version of Kana um, she's a
0: killer oh 100% and she's a beast
1: absolutely I mean if, if, if this helps us get to Kana great uh, we, we've seen a little social media from Asuka that uh, would allude to either her leaving WWE or uh, I think it's just kind of a red herring and I think we'll see a, I think we're going to see a character change I hope we see a character change you know, take take nothing away from these women. They went out and had a great match. Exactly. But uh, you know, it, the, the the WWE did a, a disservice to these women, and they they did not promote the match
0: hardly I mean, at we, all.
1: I don't think anybody expected Oscar to win because there was no build. No, um, not at all. So why would you? Yeah, why would you take the title off after something like that? Um, cool story. You know, those dancing girls. Did you did you hear the story? Um, the the young lady, the contortionist. I mean, she must have been maybe four or five years old. Yes, she was so little. Uh, her mom died the, the the day of WrestleMania on yesterday and she went out there and, and did what she did. I mean
0: What a champ.
1: Yeah, I mean absolutely I mean, I mean that that young lady, she's got a lot of mental grit and strength and uh, you know to be able to do something like that, you know, nothing take nothing can can undo your grief, but what a cool story to be able to have in the, you know, in the midst of your grief and, you know, it's stuff like that, you know, we're as, as professional wrestlers and as us as fans that, you know, we see the value in these things that, that it helps us to, you know, gives us these special memories, you know, exactly. it helps us take our mind off the, the harshness of real life. You know, we're sitting here having a podcast, you know, we could talk about all kinds of more important things in the world, right. but, you know, I guarantee both of us have, have childhood and even adulthood memories, you know, that involve professional wrestling that, you know, they, they fill your cup, man. They make you happy. They put a smile on your face. And that's what we're here for.
0: Exactly. We're, I mean, we're here just two simple guys just talking about professional wrestling. And we, we love talking about these different kinds of moments all throughout the podcast. And de- definitely. And I honestly didn't know that until you just told me that. Yeah. Like, it. it's those moments that you look on in WrestleMania history that just really just warms your heart and just makes you really appreciate just those little moments. Yeah. In whether it's WrestleMania or just in the regular shows on Raw, SmackDown, or whatever it is, it's those wholesome moments that wrestlers have with fans yep. that make you appreciate the business even well. more and appreciate what they do for the fans that they love.
1: Absolutely, and that leads us up into our our uh, our main event, you know. And say a well, hold on,
0: we got one more. Remember? Oh, uh,
1: do we have one that I skipped? Oh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we oh. got
0: Edge versus the Demon Finn Balor inside Hell in a Cell. So yes. my see. I think I was right on this one, because you
1: were right we're, on this one. I was wrong on this one. Yes, we'll say it. We'll admit yeah, it. I'm wearing yeah. the dunce cap.
0: So I knew from the get-go that this was going to be Edge taking it to the Judgment Day and taking out the leader Finn Balor, because you have such this buildup to Edge becoming this like brood-like character as he once was. His entrance, though, I'm not really sure where the whole like. Glitter helmet came from, or what that was all about. My guess
1: is that they couldn't come to terms with uh, Gangrel.
0: Exactly, yeah. Uh, and, Which uh, I had hoped for was going to happen. I was like, please let the Brood owns, show up.
1: And he, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he he does own the rights to the Brood music. Really? Yeah. Uh, I remember uh, constantly there was uh, if you ever if you ever played the video games back in the '90s and early 2000s, with the Brood was there. Uh, I would say that WWE owned all the products except for Gangrel and the Rude Music. Really? Yeah. I, mean, uh, I need so to go back and look at that. They, you know, they put Slayer on there instead. You know, Edge is a, a very well-known metalhead. Uh, you know, Corey alluded to it, You know, Slayer at WrestleMania, not something you thought he'd ever see. Um, right. I definitely, when I heard it, I marked out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. And then when <laughs> Edge came up, I'm like, what? is he wearing it?
0: exactly like oh all right. but that wasn't the icing on the cake though as far as interests go then you have but,
1: but, but could they have been like any more heavy-handed like could we're talking about a multi-million dollar company uh, we're talking about people who get paid a lot of money to be creative and the best thing that we could come up with brood edge
0: walking out with a disco helmet and bat wings.
1: Looking like the Shockmaster.
0: Exactly. <laughs> 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 he really did. He did. Like, really. Oh, but then you have the Demon Finn Balor come out. And I'll be honest, like his look think, was cool. I don't think the crowd... Until he brings out these little smokesticks that you have that YouTubers use in order to stand in front of a car and put a video on their channel. It's like... What in the world is he doing? Just twirling him around like a couple it, of it, it batons. Weird. It weird. It,
1: it, it made me think. You know, did I take something before watching exactly. this? Exactly. Um, uh, you know, it's like
0: a recreation of John Morrison's. I interest. love that
1: they had his his actual music though, and it allowed for the crowd to do the. Oh name. yeah. You know, and had they taken the stupid sticks out of his hand, yeah, he it would have been better. Many of those, because it took the crowd a while to kind of remember and, and understand. Uh, that that's what you're supposed to do when Finn Balor comes out. Right. So, yeah, entrances were a little weird on this one. Yeah. But then as far as action goes. The cage closes. And, wow.
0: Oh, my goodness. Now, I looked at the photos afterwards of Finn Balor, especially at that ladder shot yeah. to the head. Holy cow. Yeah, I don't
1: think there was any blading. I think that the, the blood that was in that match was the hard way.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. It, it, it's it was a great match overall, exactly what we expected it to be. Chair shots, kendo sticks, tables, ladders, the whole nine yards. I'll be honest. Whenever Finn climbed and leaped onto the side of the cage, onto that platform, I honestly thought that was going to be the end of it. Like I had oh, yeah. I had doubt yeah, at one draw, point. From, the coup de gras from there to the table, but luckily Edge ducking out of the way, yeah. finishing off the match with a concerto. I mean, overall, great match. Thoroughly enjoyed A it.
1: Phenomenal match. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Love both of these characters so much. Once again, I'm an old school, old fart, and I'm I'm dying on my hills. <laughs> I want the older, established talent that is part-time to put over the younger, full-time talent. And Finn Balor has all the respect just as I do with Edge and has no problem doing a job. But this is a guy that that's gonna be wrestling for the next, you know, at least ten years for WWE, you know, if things go well. Right. You know, Edge ain't gonna you know, I'm he's not gonna so be so happy long. to have Edge back. I mean, I like, I knew he had more to do in the business. And so I'm so glad that he's back and he's doing that work. But he, he can't do it at a full-time level. No, he can't. And so when you've got a guy like Finn Balor who really needs a good rub and really needs a good push, because let's face it, he came in with all the heat in the world, and then the guy wrestles with a torn labrum, and instead of being treated like Triple H in 2001, he's, he's crapped on – when he comes back and he's never really he's never gotten back to the heights that he got to when he first came in. Right. And you know, judgment days done a really good job of, of of giving Finn his heat and that pushback, but he needed something to get to the next level. And I, you know, WrestleMania beating edge in a cell, that's a feather in a cap that no one's going to be able to take away from you. I feel like he did it. I, (laughs) I, I, I would have liked to have seen edge do the honors for, for Finn here. Um, but you know what? The story's not necessarily over. They might have another one or two matches left in them. I don't really see it, but you know, maybe, maybe like
0: for SummerSlam or something. Yeah, like yeah that, you I never think. know. Like but,
1: I, I, I think Edge is the kind of guy where I think he wants to put over Finn Balor. I don't think that this was an Edge call or anything like that. This is just you know how they wanted to tell the story. They wanted to give they wanted to give the crowd something they could be happy with. Right. Because, I mean, and, and this is a great way
0: to end for for now. For now. So, with that, we go to the main event, night two, the one that everybody's been building up and looking forward to mm-hmm. Universal Championship Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes.
1: Can I ask a question? Sure. Do you have any idea why Cody Rhodes had angel wings on his suit?
0: I honestly don't really know. I, I guess it was just something that he wanted to implement for some reason. I, I don't really know exactly. I guess.
1: I was, like, I, I was sitting he, there and I, I watched it and I go. Did I miss something? Is this Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker? Right, exactly. Um, yeah. Is this good versus evil? Right. Um, I that that, that that one threw me. Off. That was the only thing uh, with Cody's entrance. Um, you know that song is just becoming such a. Uh, it's it's become viral. On, oh, yeah. on TikTok and stuff like
0: that. I mean, everybody. When you like either watch Raw or SmackDown or pay per view events or whichever at WrestleMania. You could only imagine being there oh, when yeah. everybody I mean, hits it's no, the,
1: it's no Judas. Yeah, you know, true. I mean, people still don't actually know the words to his song, but they're humming along.
0: Give it time. I guarantee you they'll know the <laughs> something,
1: words. Something, something, Cody Rhodes. Whoa! <laughs> and but so... Yeah, good, good entrance. I, I loved Roman's
0: entrance. It was oh, so, yeah. Just the, so, the musical nerd in me so really enjoyed man. that. You know, the piano quintet or, yeah. or octet or how many pianos there were on stage or whichever... Uh, the musical nerd in me thoroughly enjoyed that, and so I was just excited to see how they just created his entrance with just yeah. a little like piano concerto, and it was d- amazing. Thoroughly enjoyed that.
1: Great, great entrance, and
0: uh, and then we get to the match.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Great match. Had great storyline buildup all throughout. You
1: guys know what they're doing in the ring. One hundred percent. I mean, I have to say, like, they, I mean, Roman Reigns, people can say whatever they want to say about it, but the guy works great. Oh, yeah. And he always puts on a good show. And, you know, Cody, he's a, he's a lifelong professional wrestler from a family of professional wrestling. Uh, you know, you got these two guys. It's a great story. I mean, these two guys that come from these dynasty, well, I mean, honestly, like, this. Cody's the the smaller one here. you got the Rhodes family, and of course, the Rhodes family does give, you know, gives us gold dust, it gives us Cody, but then you've got Roman's family. Right. And that gives us quite a bit more.
0: Oh, like a long laundry list of just great wrestlers that have paved the way for all The story
1: was told beautifully by the announce team, too. I mean, they they, they mentioned the fact, I mean, what is it, 12... Different wrestlers from the Nawai family have been on WrestleMania. It's not just wrestlers, not just like have been, you know, in the in the company.
0: Right. that have just (laughs) been a part of of WrestleMania. Have been
1: in major WrestleMania matches. Exactly. I mean, like so you've got this great history, and I mean, again, you say you take Cody's songs, there's more than just one, you know, that's more aimed at the McMahon family. Right. See how it ties in here with the bloodline. And, uh, you know, I, the nuances there of, of kind of how the Onawaii the family has always been tied in with right. the McMahon family and with the WWF, WWE product, whereas the Rose family has been a, very tied into professional wrestling, but more with the Jim Crockett, the WCW, the NWA, right. the AEW. Yeah.
0: So going through all the match, you know. Like we said, great storyline build-up. Of course, Solo Sokoa gets involved and gets ejected. And then, of course, you have the interference with the Usos, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn interfering on yep. Rhodes' behalf. But everything then, you want
1: to see everything you expect to see. Yeah,
0: high, high spots throughout the match and close calls, kickouts here and there. But then you get to the ending, and Solo comes out of nowhere with a Samoan Spike, yeah. and Roman retains.
1: Yeah, and Cody at this point is kicked out of. Superman punches Simone, the spears, spears
0: he's gotten out of the guillotine, out of the guillotine. everything. The first
1: guy to like break out of the guillotine.
0: Exactly. Like he's breaking out of the guillotine and, and they got a Samoan
1: spike and a spear and he's he's dead to the world and the, you know and you know Roman wins. And I got I got no problem in the essence of Roman Reigns winning. He's a great guy to have the strap on. Right. But the way that this was built, the way that, that Cody would come out there and tell us a story that had us on the edge of our seats every pretty much every night that he walked out there. for I mean, the last it was prime
0: for him to take the title it from Roman Reigns. It was Ron
1: prime for him to take the title. And, you know, Triple H came out and they they asked the question of, of uh, you know people were shocked, of course. So they asked and then Triple H said, you know. People are always so surprised, but they forget that, you know, this isn't the end of the story. That in WWE the story is never over. It's constantly, you know, there's new chapters, la la la. And as much respect as I have for Triple H and how much I love that, I'm calling bull crap.
0: It's like where, it's like where do you go from here? Because, because exactly, are you gonna wait until really, SummerSlam? You build
1: this you build this rivalry here and it really you finally have a guy who conceivably could beat Roman Reigns. You finally have it because you didn't have one because he's beaten everybody that was a contender. And then Cody Rhodes falls in your lap because that wasn't even expected to happen. I mean, he comes in from AEW and, you know, then when he wrestles with a, t- a torn peck, gets even more over than he was when he came in.
0: But he's going to, he's your guy. This is your guy. This is the one. And,
1: and if he's going to beat Roman, this is the place where you have him beat Roman. Like, I don't want to, you know,
0: <laughs> what like I don't a- want
1: to see is Cody comes out to tonight and whines about not winning because of the interference. And then if we build it up, maybe either Backlash or Hell in a Cell, we have a, some kind of a cage, some kind of thing to keep interferences from happening. And then if Cody wins there, great, Cody wins. But if he's going to win, win at the biggest stage of them all. No. Because if you're going to – and Roman Reigns can't get any more over than Roman Reigns is. No. But you know, if you've got somebody else that you want to get more over, have them beat Roman Reigns. Exactly, because
0: it's like we talked about before. You know, they built up this storyline to end at WrestleMania. Yeah. It's like, but now, where do you go from here if the story's not over? It's like there's nothing more they can say that they haven't already said. Yeah, I mean, there's t- nothing more for them to do that they haven't already done.
1: Yeah, who, who's who's going to come on Raw to, to, tonight? You know, because we're recording this on a Monday. Who comes on Raw tonight? other than Cody Rhodes, and is a viable contender to Roman Reigns. Or or not just viable, but is a viable contender and it has you more excited than Cody Rhodes to be Roman Reigns.
0: Exactly. But, no one. you know, I'm going to hold out hope that something good is going to come. Because, I mean, like you said, yeah. it's the night after WrestleMania. You never know what's going to happen, who's going to show up, or what they're going to do. So I'm holding out hope that there's something better coming along the way. Or that the grass is greener on the other side. Or that there's a silver lining in this cloud. Maybe something will come along. Maybe something will happen to where we get what we want. Or we get something better. I don't know what it would be, per se. But maybe something good will happen. Maybe something yeah, will fall from and, the heavens and, into our laps. And, and we'll like be satisfied. I
1: said, I'm I I'm, I'm being an old school curmudgeon. At the end of the day, the product is better than it's been in years. That WrestleMania, I mean... We've had WrestleManias where you know you had one night of, of garbage. We got two great nights of professional wrestling. Yeah, they planned uh, it
0: out perfectly. They spaced, they, they placed A's the matches great,
1: He's doing a great job. I mean, you're never gonna do everything perfect. And you know what? What do I know? You know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was a great show overall. And uh, I'm, I, you know, I, I I finished watching it. I couldn't be upset with the ending. But you know what? I wasn't gonna do. I wasn't not going to tune into RAW, which that's the point at the end of the day. Exactly, I'm definitely tuning into RAW tonight. I'm going to be watching. I'm going to I'm going to be excited to see Braun Breaker make his entrance.
0: 100. percent And interested to see who else is going to show up or who else is going to make their debut. All right, so let's let's, do so. Some,
1: let's fantasy book here a, a little bit here. Oh, you uh, want to do that now? Yeah, I mean, let's fantasy Well, not for like you know too much, but like if you could have it your way. You know, maybe a free pick a pick a free agent, one or two free agents, and like one or two NXT call ups that you'd like to see debut tonight.
0: See, honestly, I I can't wait to see Braun Breaker Mm -hmm. debut and show up. Honestly, I don't know if he'll show up tonight or on SmackDown, but I would love to see Ilya Mm -hmm. Dragunov come and make his debut amidst amongst Mm -hmm. Gunter. Sheamus, and McIntyre, Ooh. could you imagine at Backlash oh having a fatal four-way yeah. okay. with those four guys? Wow. That Honestly, that could be SummerSlam okay. with that level of intensity and that level of brutality. It's one of have, those that you you've got to tune into.
1: That would, they would have to have ambulances on site. That like those guys hit so hard. 100%. I mean, you look at the matches that Giltter had with Ilya Dragunov and the match that he had, you know, at WrestleMania and then one of the match that he had with Sheamus at uh, Clash of the Castle. Whew. Uh, yeah, that one would be insane. Yeah, Ilya Dragunov would be an amazing one to come in. That's
0: Absolutely. True. So
1: yeah, you, you got Braun and Ilya uh, coming up from NXT, uh, any any free agents, anybody uh, or, or or you know return signings. You know Triple H loves to bring back the guys that Vince poo-pooed on.
0: See, honestly, I don't really know of any free agents that I think that could benefit or bring any value at this point. Because I mean, most of the guys that Triple H is trying to build are the ones that Sean is building in NXT. Because yeah. I mean, you've got guys like Braun Breaker, Ilya Draganov, and I'd even go so far as to say. I know that they're not going to be any value to the tag team division, but pretty deadly. They're kind of riding off into the sunset right now, and they're kind of those ones that are there for, like, comedic purposes, but they're those heels that people don't really care anything to see. But they're a really good tag team.
1: Yeah. So, I'll, I'll, so I'm will i going to put the fantasy in fantasy booking here, okay? All right. Let's see so what you my got. My fantasy, fantasy booking here is uh, – We haven't seen AJ, and we haven't seen, you know, the Good Brothers for a while. But I do believe that AJ is is.
0: Oh, we actually saw them in the Andre uh, the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I believe. I mean, they were there for that, but then. New character. Right.
1: What I want to see is I want to see Jay White.
0: He's no longer with New Japan.
1: I haven't seen him pop up on AEW. You know, chances are he'd probably go to NXT first, which is why I say this is truly fantasy. But I want to see AJ come out. I want to see Jay. I want to see the Good Brothers. I want to see, you know, that version of the club get pushed correctly.
0: You really think they're going to push him down on, to NXT?
1: take on the world. See, so, yeah. I think Jay White, the reason I think Jay White would be in NXT before he would come to WWE. Now, granted, Hunter is in charge now, so I think that that wasn't... But, like, you know, when we saw Adam Cole, baby, he came to NXT. You know, when we saw Drew McIntyre return, he didn't return to WWE. He returned to NXT. True. You know, when we saw Bobby Roode, you know, a guy who, you know, was a world champion and a very well-established name, he started NXT and then came to WWE. So, and that's that's my other uh, uh, person that I'm hoping to see come back. Uh, you know, they haven't had a character for a while but they're they're no they were injured they're no longer injured right like to see bobby Roode come back and i'd like to see jay white if we could sign jay white bring jay white in and have a legitimate club and then you know at some point have you know maybe aj versus roman and you know the bloodline's still intact you know nobody busted the bloodline up last night all they did was take titles off right bloodline is still very much intact um so, you know, I'd like to see the club, you know, come in and uh, you know, NWO style, take out the the people who are the, the mainstays. You know, where they say the Anoa'i family represents WWE. They represent the business. I can see you that, know, but brilliant. see, I'll, I'll disagree with you.
0: Questions. I'll disagree with you on the sense that he'll go to NXT because Jay White's built up enough of a name, yeah, to where so. he could jump to the main roster just like AJ Styles did and have no problem.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Because
0: with AJ Styles alongside him along with the Good Brothers there's no way that Jay White is going to be buried underneath that star power. Because he's built up a name for himself in New Japan and he's been part of AEW. I mean he's been all over the world and people know him. If you're a true wrestling fan you've at least had to have heard of Jay White or seen one of Jay White's matches yep. or know who he is. So I, I'll disagree with you in the sense that I think he'll jump to the main roster. I don't see Triple H wasting and putting him in NXT just so that way... I
1: no, I totally he, agree. Now, they do need someone in NXT right now to, you know... they got to keep feeding them with some people. But uh, I think that we might see Kota Ibushi in NXT... Um, that
0: would be a good addition. Because yes. I mean, with Camar- uh, Carmelo Hayes, is going to be that guy who's like he's good on the mic, mm-hmm. and he can deliver in the ring. And yeah, so you don't
1: need <laughs> Ibushi to say anything; you just need him to do in the ring what he does, because he is freaking fantastic. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I think yeah, I definitely I'm, I'm looking to see Ibushi sign and probably be used in the NXT realm. I'd love to see Jay White. Uh, I mean, I don't, I doubt that it's going to happen on on tonight.
0: Um, but I know I'd mark out if I saw it 100%. I, I'm probably going to mark out if Ilya Dragunov shows up. Uh, Ilya Draghi, I I'll, I'll would love to, you. I would love to see that happen just to see him in the same ring with Gunter and all of them, just to be a repeat of that epic match where him and Gunter fought for the NXT UK Championship. Mm-hmm. One of the best matches I've seen in NXT. Period. Right on. So that's all we have for you guys today. Just a couple of reviews on WrestleMania, and reviews of the shows will be coming up next episode in episode 3. So, this is where we'll get into reviews of the shows and how everything goes. And honestly, I think what we might do for the next episode, just seeing how the night of WrestleMania goes, and how Raw goes and SmackDown goes, we honestly might try and do a mock draft. Just My to see who's gonna just our picks of who's gonna be the ones this year that's gonna take things to new heights, not just in WWE but also in AEW, just yeah. guys, because we got double or nothing coming up with we AEW. Got double or nothing
1: coming up. And speaking of AEW, in the next podcast or in one of the following very close, we will talk about CM Punk. Yes. And the ongoing drama that is CM Punk and AEW and the AEW uh roster as a whole. So we're not just a WWE uh Shell, <laughs> we talk about the entirety of the industry, AEW, Impact, NJPW, Ring of Honor. Everything. I mean, everything that the cons and the McMahon Zone and more.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about everything on this podcast, and so we're looking forward to see, see, seeing what's uh, coming up in the next episodes. and hopefully we'll have a special guest coming up, maybe a few episodes Woo. down the road. I'm, oh, in to- I'm in talks with some people, and hopefully we'll be able to have someone on the show, and we're going to be putting some independent people on the show Absolutely. that maybe you've never heard of. Or maybe you're in the area, whether it's in Tallahassee, or whether it's in like South Georgia or South Alabama or wherever, and you may have never heard of these guys. This is their this is the opportunity for you to get to know who they are and know what they're about. And we're just going to keep pushing these guys and promoting them and promoting the promotions that they support and they they endorse. So a lot's gonna be coming up. We're excited to present it to you guys. Stay tuned. Episode three is coming up for you. If
1: they lose.
0: <laughs> See you guys.